0: Welcome to the H H Hour Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Heidi Bolt. I'm here with my best girl on the planet, <laughs> Heather Tapes, my co-host. Hi Heather. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. You're a little bit under the weather. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. The the world keeps spinning. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Hanging strong.
1: Yep. Podcasting with a head cold. Yep, I was sitting in my kitchen counter this morning, uh, doing math with my kids. Yeah. Uh, trying really, really hard to figure out answers
0: (laughs) because of the fogginess of my head. Yes. But I think we made it work. That's good. That's good. Well, hey, we want to just welcome you to this episode. If you're new to the H&H Hour, we want to say welcome. And we're so glad that you chose to click on this podcast, whether a friend shared it with you, maybe you saw it on social media. Um, The purpose of the H&H Hour is that we love to highlight that our ordinary lives Mm -hmm. are actually really extraordinary. Mm when we choose to view them through that lens. Yes, that's right. Right? Yes. And it's a choice. Yes, it's always a choice.
1: It is. And it's the littlest
0: things in our lives that are
1: actually the most important things. Yeah. Actually the biggest things. Yes. I think so often, Heidi, we, we think that these big accomplishments or these big successes are the most important things in the world. Right. When really, it's the little things every single day that we forget about, yeah. but that we do over and over and over and over again yeah. that are the most important things. Those
0: small steps of obedience. Yeah. Yep. So good. So those of you that have listened for a long time, um, you know that we just celebrated our 100th episode right. on the H&H it was so Hour. fun. It was so fun. We yeah. had a great time recording it, and we've had a lot of fun feedback from it. So thanks for listening to that. I have to tell a funny story about that. I was editing that
1: actually in the car okay. with my headphones on um, because my family has been gone a lot recently. And so all, much of my editing time was in cars. And so I've got my headphones on and I'm editing it and I'm howling with laughter. And,
0: <laughs> and no one else le- can
1: hear it. No one else can hear it. And my husband keeps looking over at me. He's so annoyed. Like
0: not really annoyed, but just like, I want to know what's happening. I want to know what's funny. <laughs> well, and he's such an outstanding fan of the podcast, if you will. Fan is a bad word, but he's just such a great Supporter. supporter. And so he's is always um, interested to know what's happening and what we're doing. And-, and
1: part of the thing I was laughing at was his laugh on our podcast. His laugh
0: is so awesome. <laughs>
1: no. So he would it's laugh. It's kind of like a squawk. Kind of. It is. And so he would laugh and it would make me laugh. Yeah. Which I'm really glad that I'm married to a man whose laugh makes me laugh. That's so good. Yeah. So
0: valuable. Yeah. Um, so we we alluded in the 100th episode that we were going to make some changes. Yes. Not not necessarily because we don't like what was happening. We we love what was happening, mm-hmm. but just to switch it up, I like change. I like change. Yes. I think a lot of people like change. Um and I didn't want to give myself bangs. So I figured, <laughs> let's switch up the podcast instead of getting bangs. I do want bangs. Okay. Then you get the bangs and But we'll I be- don't I don't really, because then I'll regret it. I I I like bangs. I always regret bangs. Yeah. I don't know. I just like to be able
1: to pull my hair up easily and be done.
0: And all so, of the men listeners are like, you guys, you, no you digress. Idea. Yes. So let's talk about the changes really quick.
1: Okay. So two really, really simple changes that yeah. we're going to make is for 100 episodes, we have asked all of our guests the same two questions. What about yourself is ordinary? Mm-hmm. And what about yourself is extraordinary? And I have loved their answers. Yeah. They have been all over the board. Yes. Um, but because we've asked those questions so many times... Yeah. We wanted to change those up yeah, just for a season, mm-hmm. you know, and ask a couple of different questions. So moving forward, we're going to be asking our guests the same two questions, every guest, but we're going to change up the questions. Okay. okay. I love that. Okay. So the first one is, what is the most fun thing you've done recently? Okay. Yes, that's fun. Okay. And then the second one is, what do you do to refresh? Good. I love that. Okay. So Heather, let me ask you, what is the most fun thing you've done recently? The most fun thing that I have done recently was celebrating my 40th birthday. That was so fun. It was a blast. It started, it was like a week celebration. It really was. Yeah, it started (laughs) with a birthday party that you and our sister Holly threw for me that was so fun. And my brother came home and surprised me. He came home from Washington, D.C., which was just amazing. Yeah. Um, And then we continued the week by my family going to Chicago, Mm -hmm. and we had some great memories, made some great memories together. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of my best friends and family came and we had dinner Uh, at one of my favorite places in Chicago. And it was just so much fun. I felt so full Mm -hmm. of joy Mm -hmm. with
0: all of my people around me. And it was wonderful. Well, I've got to give you a shout out because you did have some hard things happen in the midst of that fun. That's true. And I just, I kept noticing that you were still choosing to focus on the positive positive. Focus on the 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 joy mm-hmm. instead of get down in the dumps and be grumpy and yeah. Um, I think a lot of times in life we have that choice of hey okay, that's the reality in life. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always going to be a party. Even right. if you're turning forty and right. you have planned a party, right. there's still hard things. And yeah. so I love that you just went nope. We're gonna find joy in this and. And move forward. Well, I think you can, just like you said, you can
1: always find the good in something. Yeah. You know, so just real quickly, we were in a Starbucks in downtown Chicago and my wallet was stolen right out of my purse. Thankfully, they did not take my new Able leather purse that I'd gotten for my birthday. So fabulous. That I would not have been able to find a silver lining in. (laughs) Didn't get it
0: because you had literally just received it as a gift, just like days it before, for my husband
1: yeah. for my birthday. And I loved it. I love Abel, and I was so excited to have yeah. an Abel purse. Um, but they, my, it was sitting right by my daughter on the counter. I literally just turned away to pick up our drinks, and a guy snatched my wallet out of my purse. Um, we re- recognized it within seconds. The barista saw it. My husband went running after him, which is hilarious. <laughs> like he's gonna catch him. He. He was gone. He was yeah. probably, you know, professional at this. Yeah. Um, so we started canceling my credit cards mm-hmm. and I had just spent, I had $20 cash cause I, kn- let's just be real, never have cash. Never. But my cash. grandma had given me cash for my birthday. Yeah. I had just spent it on some makeup at Ulta like five minutes before that. And so we start canceling everything right away. And interestingly, they, he had already tried to charge or someone had already tried mm-hmm. to charge money to our cards, mm-hmm. but they didn't get anything. Yeah. All of our cards had been flagged within minutes. So he literally got plastic. Like, hmm. that's it. And I didn't even like the wallet. <laughs> so I was able to go, okay, instead of letting this ruin my day, because it could have, right. I'm going to say, I mean, he got my license, yeah. so he got my ID, but yeah. you know, you can find all that information online anyway. Sure. So
0: yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to let I'm going to say what what is good from this. Yeah. He didn't take my purse. That's right. He didn't take my daughter. Yeah. My daughter was sitting right there. Yeah. You know, and he didn't get anything. Yeah. And so it was really a cool moment actually because as we left the Starbucks, we started, I looked at the kids and I said, we're going to start, we're going to pray favor over him right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray God's blessing mm-hmm. over him. We're going to pray protection. over." him. we just started praying God's blessing down on him. Yeah. You know, this man who took my wallet, who the devil intended for that to destroy our day. Yeah. But instead we turned it on the devil and yeah. we said, nope, this man just got prayed for today. That's good.
0: So it was a cool moment yeah. um, just to say, not today, Satan. Well, how uh, powerful and positive to teach your kids. That is, that's how we respond. That's right. When life throws us something hard, you know, when, let's just be real, when the enemy shoots this fiery dart at us trying to take us off course, this is how we respond. Yep. That's right. And so I read recently this thing and I loved it so much that it was an an analogy of what the warriors in the Bible would do Mm -hmm. when they were fighting against an enemy. So they would, they would fight in pairs and one would hold this massive shield and on the front of the shield, so of course it was made out of you know bronze or metal or some sort of hard metal, and on the front of the shield they would they would put a leather hide over the shield soaked in water, so that when the enemy shot a flaming arrow at them, meant to set fire, set ablaze to mm-hmm. the things around them, the the soaked leather would put the fire out. Mm. And so then the you know the the arrow would drop onto the dry ground, but nothing would be ignited. And I thought that is so powerful for yeah. us as believers to remember that we've got to have that shield up right. and that that leather drenched in water. Yeah. So when the enemy shoots those arrows at us, it just falls dead right. to the ground That's and right. it doesn't penetrate us and it doesn't set fire to everything around us. Because I think a lot of times that is the um, the path we tend to walk down or people tend to walk down. It's like, this little dart gets shot at us and we freak out and everything gets set on fire because of our response. Yes. Because of our lack of preparation to drench the leather. That's right. So good. So good. So I'm proud of you. Thanks. So I agree. Chicago and your birthday was such a fun time. Okay. I loved it. Now you answer that question. Um, Mine is a similar answer. Um, My husband, we had planned to go for your birthday to Chicago. Yep. And my husband had to be in the city the two days leading up to the two days we were going to be in the city for your birthday. Mm -hmm. And we had planned ahead to take grandma and papa. Mm -hmm. And so we were going to take our kids and they were going to stay with the kiddos. And so Kip said to me, why don't we, why don't you and the kids just come with me? You know, I've got a room anyway and I have to be there working, but you guys can hang out and have a change of pace. And my first instinct was to say no, Hmm. because it was going to be a little bit extra work. Yeah. You know? And I thought, well, it's kind of a lot of work to have three little kids in the city by yourself. And you know, thinking through all of the things that were difficult. And then I just felt like God was like, really? I'm trying to give you a gift, girl. And you are justifying the ways you shouldn't accept it. And so I was like, okay, you're right. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. And so we did. We went two days early and we had the best time. Mm -hmm. Like the kids and I just rested and went to the pool and refreshed and relaxed and had fun. There was a lot of laughter. And... It was so good. Um, I would say that it was um, definitely a fun thing in my life recently.
1: Good. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so now the second question. Yes. Which I think is probably similar mm-hmm. answers. What do you do to refresh?
0: That's an interesting question because I just had a good friend ask me that a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it caused me to pause because for two reasons. One, I hadn't really thought about it for my own life recently, um, and. I didn't know what my answer was.
1: Which actually is what prompted this question yeah. being an important question on this podcast. Yeah. Because we think these questions aren't meant to just be casual questions. Right. They're meant to cause people to stop and reflect and think about their lives and because it's really important refreshment is biblical it is and so that's why this question is on here yeah
0: is because of your friend asking you this and us going oh wow yeah that's something we really do need to think about yeah so this is really interesting this has caused me to kind of dig in and go okay how do i refresh and when is the last time i refreshed um And through that, I've been researching, those of you that love the Enneagram, (laughs) I'm a two on the Enneagram. And for a long time, I thought I was an eight. Yep. And I have very strong eight tendencies. Yep. But as I've been researching it, my result is an actual two. Yes. And I was researching it. And the interesting thing, one of the things about a two is that we tend to give, 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 love, 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 love so deeply Mm -hmm. that we forget to self-care mm-hmm. we forget until we're like on total burnout mode yeah. on fire in. yeah we forget to care for ourselves mm-hmm. and I was it's was, I was reading about this yesterday and I thought man that is so true I've done that so many times in my life mm-hmm. where all in good intention of mm-hmm. loving people and seeing people's needs and wanting to fill them and mm-hmm. um, taking
1: care of your family yeah
0: being almost over the top caring mm-hmm. for others and Like falling apart. Yeah. And so my friend asking me this really caused me to step back and go, I'm not very good at this and Mm -hmm. I need to be better at this so that I can, you know, Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. I have to love self to love neighbor well. Yeah. And so that's, I'm kind of on this journey right now of figuring out Mm -hmm. what that looks like for me of refreshing. But I would say our little Chicago getaway reminded me how much travel refreshes me and how much I love it.
1: That's so good. I love that you're honest enough to say that that's something you've recognized that you don't do well and you're, you're educating yourself to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. And not just going, okay, well, I'm just going to go shopping more or yeah. I'll go get my nails done. Yeah. I mean, that, maybe that is part of it, but maybe it's also something deeper that you're digging out to find. I love that.
0: One thing that's actually super convicting is my husband's been saying this to me for quite a few years. Mm. Like, babe, you need to learn you Not even learn. He would say things like, hey, babe, you need to take more time for yourself. Uh-huh. And he would always do it in this really gentle way or like, hey, babe, I scheduled you a massage. And I don't know why, but it is hard for me to receive that when yeah. someone else is pointing out, hey, look, we see that there's this need that we can help fill. Yeah, And so I've had to learn how yeah. to, and it's just looking at the journey the Lord's allowed me to walk on in the last few years, I see that he's also gently leading me down that path of... Yeah. Do you get it, girl? Like, you need some rest. You know, if, if I, the creator of the universe, yeah. took time to rest after I created the universe, maybe you should too. Right. You know? That's so funny. Take my lead.
1: So. You know what's really funny about your Enneagram? What about it? Is that I, before I really settled on the fact that I was an eight, yeah. I was waffling between, am I a two or am I an eight? Seriously. Yeah. That is so yeah. funny. And for a long time, like, I, know couldn't, that. I couldn't decide. I was I going didn't back didn't and forth
0: hilarious. Heather's watch is talking
1: to us. <laughs> Siri, stop. I I thought I'm one or the other. I knew that I was, and then I finally landed on I'm an eight. The interesting
0: thing, and I haven't done a ton of study on it yet. So, um, you know, I haven't gotten to read any books yet. I want to, it's on my to-do list, but I have very strong eight tendencies. And I was yeah. wondering, I wonder why those tendencies are so strong if they're not my primary, you know, my, my outcome was strong two, and then like a really close eight. And I was like, what? You know, and I know it could be any of your top numbers. So I was thinking, why is that so prominent? And I think it's probably because I grew up with a strong uh, looking up to you, like desiring to emulate you as a little girl and then being in ministry together, doing life together. So we're so close that I think I've picked up some of the characteristics of an eight because of you. Right.
1: Well, and I think there's some misconception When people talk about the Enneagram, that the only people who are confident and bold and outspoken and speak their mind are eights. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. There are other numbers that are also that way. It's just kind of what eights are known for. Yeah. Usually in a negative way. Sure. So I think, you know, for someone to think that, oh, well, I'm that way, so I have to be an eight. Sure. Sure is a misconception, but I love that you're learning more about it. So you understand if
0: you do have confidence or you are willing to kind of say hard things in situations where hard things need to be said, everyone just assumes that would be the only number you must be because, but I think it goes, you, I think you can have that bold confidence with any number. If your identity is in Jesus, absolutely. if you go, I have confidence in Jesus and who I am and how he's wired me. Yeah. And how I am created to function. Yeah. And I think that's what comes out, whether you're a one or a seven, you know, no matter what you are.
1: And I think sometimes other numbers have an easier job of saying the hard things because they're not quite as harsh as an eight can be or direct. (laughs) My husband tells me that all the time. He's like, what you say is true. Does it have to be so direct? Oh, man. Like, I don't know any other way to say it. I will definitely try, but (laughs) I'm working on that. (laughs)
0: Okay, so I kind of got off track there. What do you do, Heather, to refresh?
1: Yeah. For me, it is get away. Yeah. Hands down, get away. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm home, I'm in go mode. Uh, I, I mean, I can relax at home and that's nice, but they're so our lives are so full and so busy and so nonstop that I really do have to get away to refresh. So whether that's a day or a weekend or a trip with my family or a trip with friends, uh, I remember a few years ago, I was really, really stressed. And my husband said, okay, we're getting out of town for the weekend. And we just took a road trip to Iowa, you know, with no real plans, no yeah. fancy place to stay. And it was so fun. and it was exactly what I needed. I yeah. just needed to get away. Yeah.
0: So for me, hands down, that's it. Don't you think it is so important to identify how you refresh? Yep. You know, because for some people, it would be the exact opposite. That would cause them anxiety right. to have to sure. jump in the car and go on a vacation. Right. You know, they would want to curl up and read a book right. by right. a fireplace for or, sure. uh, you know, go get a nail their nails done or something. Yep. But I think identifying it is mm-hmm. such a powerful thing. Yes,
1: it really is. And it's, it's so good when you identify it because then you can put it into the rhythms of your life. Yeah. And I know it's also how my husband refreshes and so he gets to travel for his job and even though he's working it for him, it changes his perspective on things and it does help him refresh. Uh, So then him recognizing that in himself and realizing that it's how I refresh too is really valuable because we can work that into our family
0: schedule and rhythm. That's awesome. And I think listeners, it's important for you to know, it's okay if you don't know how you refresh. Yeah. Right. As, As you're thinking about this and you're like freaking out, oh no, I don't know how I refresh. I must be broken. It took me quite a few weeks of thinking about this I thought about it probably every single day, a couple times a day, and I did not know for quite a few weeks. I could not figure out and pinpoint Mm -hmm. and recall what I did to refresh.
1: You might already be doing it, and you just don't realize it. Correct. Okay, so Heidi, another new thing for the H&H Hour, which I'm super excited about.
0: Yeah, this is fun. I like
1: this. Yes. We are introducing an additional show to the H&H Hour schedule. Yay! It will be called H and H Drop-ins.
0: Drop-ins, yes. Almost like we just ring your doorbell and drop by. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. Ding dong. Yeah. Hey, let's have a five-minute conversation. And that's
0: what it's going to be. Yes. So we're going to just drop in every other Friday for now. Yep. And drop in a five-minute little conversation.
1: Yep. Five just eight to
0: say minutes to say hi. If we can keep it to five, that'll be a miracle. Miraculous. <laughs> but there'll so be topical. a few moments.
1: They'll be topical. Yeah. So, like, we might talk about. Parenting. A parenting tip. Or it might we might talk about our favorite trend that's happening. Or we might talk about how to overcome anxiety. Yeah. No, the topics are endless. Yeah.
0: We have a whole list of them. One thing I love about this is we can take our listener feedback. Yes. So we would love you listeners to throw us ideas of what would you love to hear on a drop-in? What are the topics you would love to hear? In a quick five to eight segment. Yep.
1: Things you're session. dying to know. Yeah. That how we feel about something. Yeah. Um, Because we can't always do a whole show right. on, you know, listeners' questions. Sometimes we can. But this is a great opportunity yeah. for us to be able to do that. And it gets us
0: um, communicating with you even more. That's awesome. So for now, we'll come at you twice a month with a drop-in.
1: Yeah. And our first one will be this Friday. So fun. So look for it yeah. on Friday morning. You'll see it come through your feed. In family. your iTunes.
0: And if you don't already subscribe, if you subscribe, then it automatically will come into your iTunes feed, which I love that because yeah. sometimes there are a few podcasts that I had forgotten to subscribe to or, you know, just hadn't done it yet because I was listening in the car or whatever. And I'll realize a couple weeks in like, oh, I haven't listened to that for a while and I'll start listening and that's yes. exactly what I needed. Yes. So always subscribe to those shows that you love. Yes, I love that.
1: Okay. So can I tell you about my week last week? just Yes. Briefly?
0: yes tell me.
1: So a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, we got the opportunity to go, we got invited to go with a group of people from our church and a family in our church that owns a company mm-hmm. that was going down to Haiti, mm-hmm. Bercy, Haiti, to build a medical clinic, administration building, kind of a combination building for Lifesong Song BO, which it. is... Um, an organization that is on the ground in many different countries, that Lifesong MBO in particular is in Bercy, Haiti. Okay. And they they just they do so many things for the community. They employ 120 people on their compound Haitians. Wow. And they have you know they provide them jobs, which is bettering these Haitians' lives then mm-hmm. and helping them take care of their families. And they have a school where they house 30 to, I believe, children and wow. take care of them. But then they have a hundred and some students that come in every single day, high school students. Wow. Um, and they're just, they're doing, their vision is huge. And mm-hmm. they're doing things that are really impacting the community mm-hmm. there in Bercy, Haiti. And so we got the opportunity to go. Mm-hmm. And so Chris and myself and our two kids and 31 or thir- 29 other people left last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we flew to Haiti and we spent a week in this beautiful compound that they've built there. I mean, we're talking, you know, you think about a missions trip going to Haiti and you're like, okay, I'm going to rough it. Mm -hmm. Right. But this guest house is just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Beautiful rooms, air conditioned. Wow. We didn't have hot showers very often, but that's okay. We can deal with that. Um, A pool Meals made by Haitian women that were just amazing. Just an amazing experience for Mm. all of us because we got to go and serve. Yeah. Uh, And so our men put these trusses up on this building. This building's made out of shipping containers. Wow. Connected together and they welded out the cutout windows and welded all these things together and they put these trusses up and then Other teams will come in and do the finishing work for that building so that it will be functional for them. But then we got to go into the community and go into Haitian homes and do a prayer walk and meet, play with the kids and learn some of the language and talk with the ladies who do all the washing. Okay, I just want to tell you I will never – hold me to this, too. Okay. I will never, ever, ever, ever complain about doing my laundry again. Okay, tell me why. These Haitian women, Heidi – sit on these little stools, big smiles on their face, singing, bent over in front of this tub of water, and they take this ball, it looks like a like a crisp like crystal rock salt kind of, uh-huh. you know? And they rub it in the they were doing sheets that day. And then they rub every single piece of the sheet, every single part of it, by hand. Okay, over and over and over and over again. So they do that once, then they rinse it, wring it out, then they put it in a thing of bleach. Then they rinse it, wring it out. Then they wash it again. Wow. Then they rinse it, wring it out, hang it up. For one sheet. For one sheet. Yeah. That's how they do their laundry. Wow. And here we have machines yeah. that do them. And we complain because, you know, oh, we have I've to got out in a of laundry. I've got to yeah. fold. I hate putting it away. You know, yeah. and I just, I was so convicted yeah. by one, the comfort that we have and how much we still complain. Yeah. And two, their joy while yeah. they were doing it. So it was such a great experience and eye opening. Uh, Haiti is one of the poorest countries in the world. Mm. We drove through uh, City Soleil, which is the worst slum in the world. Mm. There are no words to describe um, how hard it was. Mm. And they live in such a level of poverty. And most of us can't even can't even imagine how we could possibly live in that. Yeah. I don't think most of us could yeah. survive in it. Yeah. Um they have nothing, you mm-hmm. know, but yet they so many of them s- walk around like they have enough, like they have everything. Wow. So, it was just an amazing experience and I'm really excited you mentioned this and I love this idea bringing some of the people who went on the trip with us on to Mm -hmm. share their experiences Mm -hmm. and how it changed them and, and what they saw and what they got to experience. But one thing that really, really stood out in my mind, and I'll never forget this. We were walking through this village doing a prayer walk. It's a village of 10,000 people. Wow. And a pastor was leading us, a Haitian pastor And he, every couple, every every so often he would stop and he would say, this is Pastor So-and-so. And And they would embrace and, you know, they would introduce him to us. And then there'd be another one. There were maybe three or four of those that Mm -hmm. we met along this prayer walk. Then we came upon this building that was only half built and not even half built, maybe, I don't know, a third built. And he said, this is a church that is being built, but they don't have the funds to finish building it. And the pastor was sitting right there, and one of the guys on the t- the prayer walk with us said, "Would we be able to pray for the pastor?" Mm-hmm. So our whole that. team went in, stood inside of this church. There's no roof, and we laid hands on this pastor and we prayed for him. And there was such a feeling of unity mm-hmm. of the church, yeah. the church, Jesus's church, the, the global church. church. Yeah, yeah. You no know, language separated us. Yeah. You know huge financial differences between what they have and what we have. You know, the place where they were meeting was literally like branches and twigs and, you know, like barely standing up. And that's where they had church. But it was such a cool moment to just remember that the body of Christ is not just our nice, protected, Mm -hmm. polished little churches back here in the United States. And we argue about everything. Yeah. Complain everything if the lighting's wrong. Yeah. Or, you know, we get upset about one, so we leave it and go yeah. find another one. Yeah. Wow. And I just I was so overwhelmed by the beauty of that, what wow. we got to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably one of my my favorite things.
0: That's incredible. And I've gotta say, from my perspective, so missions has always been um a huge part of my heartbeat. I did a lot of it before I got married and then um, got married and life shifted a little bit and didn't get to do it as much anymore. And so when this opportunity came up, my first instinct was like, oh, I'm going for sure. I'm going. Yeah. And I just felt like there was absolutely no question in my mind that I would go. And then through some circumstances, um, we were not going to be able to go. Yeah. And I kind of, I didn't even I think I look back and I'm like, God, you're so good. Cause I didn't even question why the Lord was having me stay. Yeah. I just trusted that he needed me yeah. here for a reason. That's good. And so the whole week I felt so much joy over you guys being over there. I was seeing pictures come through and I was just, I felt like I was a part of it, but I was here on the home front kind yeah. of taking care of some hard things here. Yeah. And some of our close people here at home walked through some really hard things while you guys were gone. Yep. And so the, it was just so cool to see that the church was needed there, yep. and the church was needed here, yes. and we were all functioning in the in the role God needed us to be in yes. in that place in yes. that time, and so that was so cool. But then yesterday, so we're recording this on a Monday. Yesterday, the whole team, mm-hmm. all thirty three of you or however many, yeah. um, y'all got in at like two in the morning, yeah, from the trip. And I was on the host team yesterday, so I was at the front door. And I kind of had this thought like, oh, I bet there'll be a lot of people missing because they all got home at 2 in the morning. And I knew, knew that your family would be there because your sweet husband was preaching. Yeah. And so I knew you had to be there. But I thought there's a lot of other people that have the greatest excuse to stay home and sleep in. Right. And every single one of them yeah, walked through one. the doors. Yeah. The youth, the students yeah. that went, these young men and women that could have easily taken the excuse to sleep in or to get ready for school this week and every single one of them walked through the doors and every single one of them was brimming with joy yeah and I got to hug every single person that went on that missions trip and the spirit of joy that Mm -hmm. walked back that came back in those doors with all of you Mm -hmm. every single one of you was overwhelming yeah I think out of everyone I greeted yesterday, there were two people that were negative Mm. and not either one of them were not on the trip. And I just thought, how interesting when we're on mission for Jesus, whether it's here locally or across the seas in another country, when we're on mission for Jesus, when our eyes are on him, we have the joy of Jesus. Yes,
1: that's right.
0: And when we get our eyes on self or our eyes on the hard things of life and we choose negativity, People sense that. Yeah. People feel that. That's right. And I just there there was just like this amazing amount of energy yeah, coming was. back. And I just thought how how incredible.
1: And I just have to say that I did not hear one complaint, not one complaint the whole time we were gone. And you know, it it's different food than we're used to. It's obviously it was very hot. The guys were working in crazy heat. <laughs> doing some really hard manual labor that back home, they would have had machines to do it, you know, but they were doing and not one person complained. It was just that joy that you felt was what was throughout the whole week. Mm -hmm. And it was, it it could only be the joy of the Lord. I get chills just thinking about it right now because of his presence was so evident in our group. And it, it did, it it came back with us. Mm -hmm. And I just cannot wait to see, um, I love what you said, because I believe this so fully. And this is really was my biggest takeaway. You don't have to go to a third world country
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to be on mission. That's right. That's not necessarily where God calls everybody. He Mm -hmm. does call some people. Mm -hmm. Thank the Lord, because there have to be some people there, Yeah. you know, but he calls us here too. That's right. And you and I know this, Mm -hmm. you know, we're called here, we're on mission. And for me going over there was so good. It was such a great reminder. And I love the partnership that is now going to be in place because of our little church being able to go over Mm -hmm. there and see their needs and what are our gifts? What of our gifts can we bring over from time to time? But also remembering that our mission is here. Yes. And that people here in the United States also need Jesus and also need loved and cared for. And just remembering that, but knowing that it's both. Yeah. It's both and they can go hand
0: in hand. Yeah. Heather, and I love... um, I mean, this is kind of personal, but four and a half years ago when our families and then other families with us started the church, we kind of did have the question of, um, why Lord? Yeah. Why do you need us to start a church? Yeah. And, but it was so clear that he was directing us. And now I would say four and a half years later, there have been moments where it's kind of been like, man, I don't necessarily see all of the purpose of this, but I trust Jesus yeah. that there's purpose. Yeah. And then seeing just yesterday, all of the conversations happening and all of the relationships building and people connecting and like Jesus drawing the dots, like going, do you see? Mm -hmm. Do you see the lines now? Do you see the purpose now? Do you see the creation now? And I was standing back watching and I was like, yes, Jesus, I do. I see the point now. I see all those little steps of obedience that maybe others looking in went, that doesn't make any sense. And sometimes we even went, yeah, you're right. It doesn't. We don't see it either. But I was just sensing that Jesus was starting to work something so beautiful mm-hmm. that we now can see. Yeah. And also, I was standing in a circle of um, some young guys that were on the trip and some older men that were on the trip. My husband and I were standing there talking to him, and one of the men was just like bubbling with enthusiasm, and he said, "I'm going back next week." yeah, and I've, I've got to help finish this project." yeah. And I just thought, how cool that God allows something to be birthed. And then he allows some people to carry it even farther. Yes, you know he needs some of us to stay home, and he needs some of us to carry it farther to finish the job. And I just was so blessed and overwhelmed by the fact that people were willing to just obey and be on mission and to be joyful about it, and so so powerful. Yeah, and you can have that without going on a mission trip. You absolutely
1: can. You can, and if you have the chance. To be a part of a group of people who have the joy mm. and the passion for Jesus that this group has, join them. Yeah, Don't hold back. Don't sit back. Jump in and join them because there's nothing like it. And I guarantee you every single person on that trip and many others who are at home
0: would say the same thing. Yeah. And, it, and if you've got that group, don't leave them. Don't leave them. Don't leave them. Because yep. you might think there's something better, but if Jesus has given you that group, man, be a part. And if you participate. If you don't have that
1: group, don't despair. There's they're out there. You'll find, you'll find someone. You'll find
0: them. Pray and ask Jesus to bring them into your life. Yep. And to bring you into theirs. Yeah. So so good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. It's so good. So thanks for listening, guys. We are excited to bring you the H H drop-ins starting this Friday. So look for that in your feed and don't forget to send us. If you've got any topics that you would love to hear on that, shoot them our way. You can find us at the H hour on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You also can email us at the H H hour at gmail.com. And we would love to hear all your topics and your ideas. So we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day.